guys. This is Stephanie, the host of Good Kid Talks, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the third episode of season four, the second chip chat of season four, technically like the first chip chat because the other one was like an intro, but y'all, we're getting started with something pretty special. Starting the show off with our first sponsor, which is so fun to say. More guys, I don't know if you missed the first episode of Good Good Talks Unapologetically Blank. Maybe go back and listen to it. I promise you it's like only 12 minutes. I actually feel like it's less than that, but it will give you a little bit more spiel of what Unapologetically Blank is and then what even these sponsors are. But a little bit added onto that, I wanted to reach out to some brands and companies and people that I know are doing good for others for this earth and for just all of us and then how we can do good and how we can have that action plan set forth for us. So our first ever sponsor is Yellowco. I don't know if you guys remember Joanna Waterfall from the Critic Girl season. She is one of the main people that runs Yellowco and I don't know, it's just a really cool platform for women to dive into blogging, to dive into entrepreneurial things. And it's not just a blog. It's not just like this platform for women to create and uplift each other online. But then they also have a conference that they meet once a year in LA. They're getting so big and growing so much, guys. And it's just something that I've wanted to be a part of, but haven't gotten a chance to because it's always the first week of school. So I can't miss it. But man, if I could go, holy moly. Anyway, Yellow Conference is just a gathering of creative, entrepreneurial-minded women together forever working to make an impact for the good of the world. And I'm going to horribly interrupt this sponsorship because it's still a sponsorship. I still want you guys to know about Yellowco, but I'm so bummed because I just was not on top of podcasting this summer as much as I wanted to. In all honesty, it was beautiful because I was able to rest and really take the summer that I needed. But at the same time, I wasn't then able to get different sponsorships out like Yellow Co. in time to get the discounts that they gave for this year's conference. So we just missed the conference. It was just at the end of August. But the awesome thing is, is that you guys can still follow them on social media. You can still get a hold of all of their different packages and things for this next year. And if anything, guys, I'm still going to be connected with them. I'm still going to reach out for sponsorships for Good Good Talks for next year and the months to come. And so really, I just want you guys to know about them first and foremost before getting on to this show because I let Joanna know we're not doing the discount, but that still doesn't mean I don't want her, don't want you guys to know about her and know about the great stuff that they're doing. So sorry for the interruption. Sorry for the weird like cutoff, but really the way that I explained it was pretty darn good. So I didn't want to redo it. So here I am. We're going into the show of unapologetically, but I didn't want you to miss out on just hearing about Yelko and the cool stuff that they're doing. So without further ado, we will now go on to the first official chip chat of unapologetically blank and well let's just go shall we so what am i unapologetically blank for does that make sense unapologetically you fill in the blank i fill in the blank how do i still trying to figure that out what's my thing this week What I've realized is I am unapologetically a one on the Enneagram. 
The Enneagram has been a hot topic for, I want to say, probably the last few years, and I came across it whenever I started working at the church that I go back to whenever I'm home in Illinois, most favorite church ever, most favorite people ever. Um, They had me take the test to see what Enneagram number I was, and I actually didn't know what my number was until after I left that church and moved to California. So there's so much that I've grown in in it, and it's been so fun. So if you haven't checked out the Enneagram, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's totally okay. I'm going to explain a little bit. If you have, then awesome. Maybe you'll really, maybe you'll be like, I'm unapologetically an eight or a nine or a three, whatever it is. So Enneagram is like a personality test, but it's more like the underlying foundation of like who you are and like the desires, motivations, the pain, the fears that, that you have, the things that drive you as a person that then kind of create this personality. It's not like here's your box, you have to fit in it. It's honestly the coolest thing that I heard is that it's kind of like if I'm a one, there's people that think of it as a color. So blue, when you think of blue, everybody has a different blue that they think of. It can be navy blue. It can be turquoise blue. It can be light blue. It can be baby, baby blue, baby blue, above a baby blue. <laughs> it can be anything. So that's what a color is. I'm sorry. That's what a number is. So there are one through nine. All the numbers connect. I could go into this spiel for a long time. So if you guys want to hear more about it, comment and let me know on this one because I would love to chat more about it. But all to say, all of us really resonate with one number and then we can connect to all the other ones for sure. But there's one that's kind of like almost the leader in a way. So mine's a one and on paper, ones seem like the most boring, honestly, just not fun person to be around. And it's something that I've kind of had to come to terms with of... um, in a weird way of like, you know what? Me on paper may not sound that great, but that doesn't matter because like I said, it's the box that we don't have to fit in. It's just, here's this like foundation step five things and not even steps, just like five things about you. And then how do you fit into it? And so my number, number one is all about having a fear of being seen as bad or not good and as evil. And then my desire is to do good and to do things ethically and morally. And, um, once I figured that out, it just explains so much of why I live the way that I live and why I have such intensity towards things and why I just struggle with giving myself grace in not deciding quote unquote on the best thing for me or for others. And kind of like out of breath because I was like so stoked to do this podcast. Um, so why I'm unapologetically a one is because, like I said, on paper, it doesn't look too great. And at the same time, um, what I have come to realize is there's some parts of me that I'm not a big fan of. And I think we all may have that. Um, but as a one, like as having this kind of personality, I beat myself up a whole lot more than any normal person should. So I have this thing of an inner critic and um, it's not just an, one that has these inner critics, but, oh, I don't know if I have more than one, but it's not like this like crazy voice in my head, but it's just this kind of like a, always a judgmental thing going on towards myself, towards others. Like, I don't really want you guys to be in my head because I'm just kind of fighting, lifting myself up um, more than anything and fighting myself of like, should I do this? Was that the best thing to say? Was that the best 
option was this or that. Um, and so I'm always looking to do good. And I just, so because I'm a broken person, I'm always falling short. So it's more that I'm unapologetically a one of like, you know what? I'm just going to own these things that I don't like. And I'm going to be honest here, right here, right now, that as a one, judging others is something that comes way too naturally to me. And as a believer in Christ, it is so incredibly difficult because my personality and the way that I am driven to go is to always see things as black and white and see things as like, we need to do this. We need to follow this. And then thus not having grace for others, but it's even harder than not having grace for myself. And so, um, really this whole unapologetically thing is really giving myself grace in that's something I'm growing in. And that's something that that's okay that I'm growing in. And, um, as someone actually one friend Hannah that I'm hoping she will be on here in the next few months but she's someone that's helped me step back into this whole podcast thing and really dive into it and she sent me scripture from 1 Corinthians 12 12 through 18 not 12 through 8 and it's the message version so I'm just going to read a little bit of it but this is really tied into why I'm unapologetically my Enneagram number. And it says, you can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, and cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used to, ind- used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaimed in the word and action when we were baptized. Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where all will come to drink. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, like labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive. I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If the foot said, I'm not elegant like the hand, embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong to this body, would that make it so? If the ear said, I'm not beautiful like I, limpid and expressive, I don't deserve a place on the head, would you want to remove it from the body? If the body was all eye, how could it hear? If all ear, how could it smell? As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. I said I was going to read like parts of it, but I realized I needed to read the whole thing to bring it together. Um, I've read this part of scripture a few times before, and I think it's just something that I have to preach over myself of what I shared in my last chip chat of this comparison that's just always been something that, as my inner critic, just going, going, going on in my head all the time. Not necessarily like, yes, sometimes it can be judging others, but mostly it's judging myself and how I'm not measuring up and how I'm not good enough in this way. And how I have to remember that even if there's some things that as a one, I'm not really proud of, like, I'm not really proud of the fact that in my head, I don't really want you to hear my thoughts. (laughs) Like, it's not like I'm thinking the worst things, but 
because I have to retrain my thoughts because I'm not a perfect person. And that's actually what I'm realizing is I kind of want to stop talking right now. I kind of don't want to share this because it's not the nice side of me, but it really is. It's the real side of me and how, um, it's part of why I'm going to counseling. If I really want to retrain my brain to be able to think truth and think like love and think like Christ and see everybody in their goodness and nothing else. And, um, so just owning that kind of like, all right, this is who I am and I'm going to grow in it. I'm going to work in it. I'm not just going to stay stagnant. I'm not just going to stay still in this moment and not do anything about it. Um, but at the same time that there's some things that I don't like about my one as well, that I, my oneness, I guess, is that I'm a rule follower, that I um, and see that black and white, that I'm all about the morals, the ethics, the justice, and how sometimes that gets in the way for me and how I'm like, why can't I just be freaking chill? Like, why can't I be more like a seven, which is the healthy version of myself that if I'm at my healthiest, I can be spontaneous. I can be, um, not have to think so much about a decision and overthink things. Um, but I can just step into it and not be worried about it. Um, it's more like, you know what? I don't want to be somebody else. I don't want to be a part of God's body and say, why am I not this? I don't want to be part of like a foot or an ear and saying, I, why am I not like the hand? Why am I not like the eye and saying that I'm worthless? Because if we look at it as a full body, literally guys, there's, yes, people live without limbs. Yes, people live without different things, but at the same time, God created all of us to be have all of these things and how it doesn't function as a whole without those. And, um, that's what he calls us to do as a church and how my oneness may be really annoying to me in times and my always having to do the right thing and justice and ethical, all these words that come to mind. Um, that's me and I'm okay with it. And that's how I want to be. And it doesn't mean that I can't be fun. doesn't mean that on paper it's going to describe who I am and that's where it stops. But really, I just wanted to share this with you guys because I don't know, am I not, am I alone in feeling this way that I desire sometimes to want to be somebody else and that I not necessarily be someone else, but be in someone else's shoes and change something about me. Um, there's so many things that I'm blessed with and I'm thankful for, but at the same time, I just, I keep falling short and always will. And I know that, but, um, more, it's just kind of like, I have to remember who I am and who he created me to be. And that's hard. That's a really hard truth to speak over and to remember every single day. But me, as Stephanie, I am needed as the fifth and sixth grade teacher that I am. The loving kids that had me this year wouldn't have had me. Doesn't mean that they wouldn't have grown with another teacher. Doesn't mean that they wouldn't have had a great time and enjoyed their year if they had a different teacher. But the Lord has placed me in this place right here, right now or this last year, this next year, whatever it is, he's placed me there for a reason because of who I am and that I am completely and wholly unique in what I bring to the table. And so are you. And so is the person next to you on the plane. And so is someone next to you in the car that you're driving. And whatever it is, we all 
are unapologetically a one or a nine or a six or a seven, um, because he created us to be that way. And I'm even just thinking of like, there's so many things, guys, especially like engineering side of things of like how things are created and made like looking at this microphone or looking at this computer or this TV or this couch. Like there are people that create these things and my mind doesn't know how to physically make something, make a couch, make a microphone, make a computer from the ground up. But somebody knows how to do that and somebody created that and we freaking need those people just like we need me as a teacher, just like they, we need doctors and nurses and we need you as the person that's working the front office or we need you as whatever position that you're in, you are needed and you are enough in that. And I don't know where you land on the Enneagram. I don't even know if you know what the Enneagram is even after me describing it. But it's more just helped me be able to understand myself. Helped me to be able to understand my desires and my motivations and um, what helps me keep going and what helps me um, what I need to be my healthiest self, as well as to understand the people around me, where if someone's different than me and I understand that, I don't even need to know their Enneagram number, but more just like this knowledge of like, holy crap, we all have different things in our heads going on. Not everybody's like me with an inner critic. Not everybody's like her that always sees people's needs and um, is always willing to put forth help, whatever it is. And that's a two that I would be talking about there. And there's not always, not everybody's going to have the same creative mind and individualistic mind like a four has. And like, there's just all these beautiful things that each number and each person brings to the table. But yet, even as all ones, they're all different. They're all a different color blue. They're all a different shade of green. And the same for every single number. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm super out of breath. Maybe just because I haven't podcasted for a while, but still getting used to this. But guys, this is just um, why I want unapologetically blank to be a thing is because I want us to sit and be content and sit in who we are. And like I said, in the intro as well as this one, like, it doesn't mean that I can't change things. It doesn't mean that I don't need to grow. Like, if I sat and I said, you know what? The way I judge people in my head does not need to change. That wouldn't necessarily be right. Like, I don't want to be unapologetically judgmental. <laughs> like, I am unapologetically one in figuring that out. But I'm choosing to figure that out and find it in the healthiest pop- possible way and be a healthy critic to someone rather than be a judgmental person and trying to figure out that difference and then where does Christ come in and give me grace and help me give others grace and things so that's where my heart is for this whole thing of where can we land in whether it's our Enneagram number whether it's our position whether it's in this feeling or the season that we're in where are we living and what are we doing that we just want to be in and sit in and own and be like this is where I'm at And I'm okay with that right now because I think our society has so much of like grow, growth, I almost said grows, (laughs) growth and growing and moving forward and changing and all of those things are so good. But at the same time, guys, like we are missing so much by not 
being who we are and not sitting in the stillness of a moment and not taking the times to rest. And even right now, when I look at my computer, the time is 7.19 and um, I... (laughs) It's almost like I I need to plan, like I need to have all these things filled for the rest of my night. And yeah, I may have just done like a 20 minute workout and I may have just watched Parks and Rec three episodes. You know, I may have just, I don't know. It's, it's okay that I didn't do a 30 minute hardcore workout where I sweat, sweated really bad or a lot or whatever it is that you want to say. I don't really like saying sweated really bad. Is sweated a word? Okay. never mind. Um, more of just like, it's okay to just sit and be and not, this is just me preaching over myself, but like, I don't have to have a plan. I don't have to be moving forward. I don't have to do this, this, and this all the time. It's okay. And if that's you, wherever you're at, I just really want to speak to that as well of you are who you are and God created you to be that hand. He created you to be that foot. He created you to be that specific part of his story and the grander story, the bigger story. Um, and whatever it may look like of, yeah, there's a bunch of freaking people in this world, but each of us has a role in the words that we speak in the platforms that we hold and the things that we show others. And that matters just as much as the person walking on the street, just as much as the person that has 80 million bajillion followers on Instagram. Guys, we all have a purpose and a place and we need to be owning who we are and being unapologetic for who we are in this world. And so I think I'm going to end on that note of you are where you need to be. We want you here and own where you're at. And we'll see you next week.